What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Yo, yo. What's going on? Jason here. We got Chris at the table and, of mm-hmm. course, Casey. The mainstay. Talking about some chocolate rain. I'm just going to go ahead and say that Casey has the best podcast voice out of all of us. <laughs> I mean, I well, think, thanks. I think I have a, but a I mean, decent like, podcast voice. But like, compared to, to Derek, like you're in second, but yeah. I'm like fourth. Am I ahead that, of you? Is that because it's I, like... I don't know. That, I think I'm ahead of you. Is that because it's like smooth or something? Yeah, you got, you got a pretty smooth voice, bro. I'm a smooth talker. I'll give you... Ask my wife. Dude. Watch out, ladies. <laughs> is that how you got her? It's the only way I got All her. Dropping lines. Yeah. Dropping beats. Talking. Did you ever um, sing to her? Uh, Yeah. In the beginning? Would you sing Chocolate Rain? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, what did you worship, sing to her? Probably worship songs. Worship songs? Yeah. Yeah. That's a surefire way to get it. Did you use like all the Christian uh, pickup lines? Like, hey girl, let's say you and I study Bible verses together sometimes, <laughs> or highlight our Bibles together. Or did you say, hey, how do you like? How would you like to get together with, with my pe- well, with another friend there? Because we got to keep ourselves accountable, though. Yeah, that's right. Check your heart, bro. Yeah, keep it pure. You got to guard her heart. You could just say, guard her heart, bro. Jesus said that we're supposed to get married. That's what I said. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and she's regretting that now. So. Yes. <laughs> Is she? Oh, no. Being married to me, to man. <laughs> Being married to me is Oh, gosh. It's, it's a wild ride. Yeah. All right. Well, here's one. The Bible says uh, to give drink to those who are thirsty and feed those who are hungry. So how about dinner tonight? Dang. Wow. It's a pretty good one, huh? Laying it on thick there. Here, so this is my version of trying to do uh, Christianese at the beginning of the podcast. Why do we keep coming back to this? This is like a I dirty boomerang. I wish that we weren't. <laughs> hey, Casey. Yeah. You put the stud in Bible study. Nice. <laughs> Oh gosh, here it goes. So last night I was reading in the book of Numbers and then I realized I don't have yours. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, actually pretty good. Yeah. That's a youth pastor but the, uh, that's staple. But then you got but then you got to throw in baby afterwards. Babe. So babe. You're looking for a knight in shining armor. I just happen to be wearing the armor of God. <laughs> or you can say every pastor needs a smoking hot wife. Oh my god. I need yeah. you to be mine. That's Goodness. the thing with pastors. They do that. They say, "Here's my smoking hot wife. She's here joining in the audience today." Are you hot, or is that just the Holy Spirit burning inside of you? Or hell. Or hell. <laughs> Girl, you're so hot. Is that you burning in hell? Wow. <laughs> that one doesn't work, no, does that it? does not work at all. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is the podcast, yeah, folks. Welcome this, to it. This is what you've stumbled on, and I hope that you have stumbled well. I yeah. know you've stumbled well. I yeah. love causing people to stumble. But Listen the righteous so man stumbles, you know, seven and then, times. And then but, he gets up. But the Lord yeah, gets, that's right. Yeah. But... Yeah, but don't cause one of these little ones to stumble yeah. because we know what Scripture has to say about that. Lest the hammer of God something about a, down upon thee. Something about a speck and a plank. <clears throat> yep, I don't know. Something about... Bro, I've been, ba- yep. been able to build ships out of the planks coming out of my eye. Dude. You know what I'm saying? So, Dang, build a ship and sail yeah. like a mofo. Yeah. Yeah. Or, what have you built? Or take nope. the plank out of your eye yeah. and take a walk off it. Yeah, you know what, what I'm it, saying? Dang. What, go. Right into shark-infested what, waters. Hey, hey, what have you built, spec guy? Yeah. I got planks over here. I'm making <laughs> a house, son. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. Wow. So what are we doing with this episode? We're doing something yeah. a little different. So no, we're we doing something crazy, yeah. No, it's not crazy. It's crazy. Is it's it? not crazy. It's cray-cray. Right. So check it out. This episode is actually going to serve dual purpose. So uh, we are recording this uh, as our introductory episode. And also recording it as season three, episode seven epi- episode. And uh, we are calling it We're Salty, Bro. And so here's here's the deal. Here's where this is stemming from. I'm um, the dealer of the here's the deals. <laughs> I'm the dealer of the here's the deals. You're not the dealer of the heels, here's the deals. Yeah. So No, I think we've come a long way. Um, the podcast has come right. a lot way and a long way. And so there's a lot of people that stumble onto it and they often t- start in the first episode. And so we just kind of wanted to give an update. Yeah. You know, so kind of an updated 3.0, 4.0 version. Nobody uses 3.0 anymore. Heck no. Nah, we're, we're in 2019, baby. 4.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we just wanted to go back and revisit some things and, yeah. you know, cast some vision. And, hey, Christopher. What's up? I love you 3,000. Ooh. I just wanted to say that. I love you 3,000. Oh, man. Don't make me cry. That's nice. I was totally weeping emoji at that time. Oh, my gosh. It was such a good, beautiful movie. I'm so emotional right now. I like that. That's a good one. (laughs) Which one are you? I don't know. Are you the chocolate yogurt? I'm that poop, yeah. The (laughs) The chocolate yogurt emoji? They could say that it's chocolate yogurt. Oh, my gosh. Do you you guys Uh have a favorite emoji that you use all the time? Dude, I'm a sideways laughing crying guy. I use the one where it's just where it's just slits. All yeah, the way across. dude, it's yeah. <laughs> that one's my, yeah, cool. the slit face, like yeah. I use the one where it's he's like doing the smile, but his eyes are like a 
upside down smile. So he's like super happy, but the cheeks aren't blushy. That's the smiley face I use. Okay. Anyways. Wow. So, so going that back. That sounds like the perfect emoji, Chris. It's for me, yeah. yeah it's, 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 my, emoji. it's my emoji. Apple totally knew what they were doing. They said, mm. yeah, Chris Cerna is going to be using this one. So My emoji. So yeah. So season one, right. episode one. Yeah. Or, so the, or even the, I guess it wasn't even episode one. It was like the, the preface. The preface. Yeah. yeah. The, the preface. So yeah. what, what was said during that one? Yeah. You know, so, what was kind of the. So, I don't remember. Yeah, I right. just listened to it. Not it was too long months ago. ago, actually years ago now. So it check it out. We're ago. in, we're like in year two of our podcast, but we're on our third season. And kind of the way we do this is we post every other week, um, and we do that through February, uh, February through October. We gives our give ourselves a break there towards the end of the year to like spend time with family, do the whole holiday thing, and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, this is season three. And so it's been 18 episodes per season. Um, but yeah, we've come a long way. We did a, we did a, um, it, yeah, it's very bright in the studio. Actually, that is exactly why I'm wearing yeah. these, Omar. Yeah. And so the other thing is like we, we Facebook live all of our recordings, but then we push them out on the podcast. So when you're listening, you're, you'll hear us interacting with the Facebook audience, but we're also recording this for our listener, listening yeah. audience as well. Yeah. So we did an episode called The Preface, and then we did one called The Purpose of the Podcast, and then we also did one called Why the name salty dogs podcast and so hopefully let's cover all of that in this episode and this episode will replace those and be the introductory episode for us um and kind of one of what we do what we want to do is kind of give the intention the purpose behind the podcast but also give people an update on where we are uh just as you know uh just as believers um followers of jesus and kind of where we're at in our journey um in the very beginning uh, of the podcast, we really started because we want to talk matters of faith and we want to interview people that we know uh, and love. And so just to dive into it. So the Salty Dogs Christian podcast, that phrase Salty Dogs, Casey actually came up with it. And so do you want to give a little bit of insight into just the kind of the Can original I, meeting of that? <laughs> the runner up was the Sheep Beaters. You remember that one? We yeah, that's right. Sheep Beaters. Sheep Beaters <laughs> podcast. I don't, I don't remember that being, but whatever. No. no yeah. Um, we, that one didn't get pulled from the hat. So. Yeah. I... The pontiff hat. The what? The pontiff hat? Yeah, no, I, um, when I just had thought about that name, um, I was just thinking of seamen that go, are at sea for a while. Yep. And clarify your. Dis- you got to keep going with sailors. that one. You just can't Sorry. stop. Sa- Dude, define your sailors. Term. Define your term. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, you know, the term for sailors or even in, in war, you know, um, veterans are often referred to as salty. And, um, that veterancy status kind of, I, I knew from being in the military that I'd rather, you know, you'd want to be in, it's nice to be in war with veterans, you know what I mean? Guys that have been there that know what they're doing, that know how to lead yeah, from, people from, who aren't from green. the status, yeah, from the status of being in war before. And, uh, you know, as I think about that, we're, you know, I think we, we don't, we, or we sometimes forget or kind of just like let it get swept under the rug that we are constantly uh, in warfare and that never stops. And, uh, you know, our enemy doesn't sleep and he doesn't right. slumber and he is constantly, and I think sometimes we get lax on it, you know, but, um, being salty, man, like we wanted to, I wanted to get with people or Jason wanted to get with people that, um, you know, pastors around the area, guys that we, you know, cause we had a, we had a wide, you know, from Jason, wide church, pool. yeah, wide Jason tur- did church planning for a while and, and then also, you know, we just know a lot of people and there's a lot of really good, there's a really, a lot of really good pastors on deck here in Wichita, you know what I mean? Right. For sure. And, people uh, we can learn from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so we just kind of wanted to, you know, cause relatively speaking, we're young in the faith compared to some that have been right. here for a while. And so, yeah. you know, it was just, it's good to, to be able to get with people and learn from them. And, uh, you know, cause all of our experiences are different and, uh, our narratives are different although that we all want to be conformed to the image of Christ, but we all have a different life that's been lived, you know, and different information and different experience that can be gleaned from. Right. And so that was the premise was of the premise, it. Yep. Yeah. And then yep. it just happened, you know, salty dogs, you know, yeah. dogs are Gentiles, you know, so we were, and we're Gentiles. <laughs> I mean, I, these two kind of look Jewish, but. Hey, not me. 
That's funny. Yeah, so totally the original intent of the podcast um, behind the Salty Dogs was, yeah, we want to get around guys who've been there, who've done some stuff. And of course, you can learn from anybody and everybody's salty in their own regard, right? So um, having that experience and so we can learn from anybody, um, but kind of the the double entendre to the to the salty and, and something that we've we've kind of said in the past is like, you know, what, are you salty, bro? And this term salty means like, you know, what's up with you? Like you got you got you got a chip on your shoulder like yeah are you, are you disgruntled are you angry like what's going on there yeah and the and the truth is like i think we've kind of we've talked about some of these things but we've actually hid the hidden the fact that we're all salty in our own regard yeah. having come from different places in in our walk and so i think maybe just it, it would be beneficial for each one of us to just kind of give an account of, you know, our, you know, where we're coming from, who we are. Like I, I planted a church, but you were a part of that church plant and Christopher has planted churches and done youth ministry. So right. like, how much do you think we need to maybe go into a little bit of that? Uh, Whatever, dude. I'm down for whatever. Okay, we can talk like a little bit about it. I know we've, we've talked about it uh, quite a bit. I mean, we can give like a 15, 20 second. Thing. Yeah, for sure. So I'll just start. Yeah. I, uh, I moved from Houston to Wichita in 2010 to help plant a campus of an existing church. And, uh, so we did that for roughly four years and then we shut it down and then, uh, we started the source Wichita. And so we've actually moved from being a you know, kind of traditional church service slash organization into considering ourselves a ministry. And, uh, and so we have a family of faith that gathers and we actually just moved our services from Sunday morning to Friday evening, really trying to take a new step and a new, another step in a new direction to more freedom in our faith and, and growing deeper as families, the way that I've put that. And so, uh, really we've, I, we, I've shifted, um, paradigms essentially, um, from you know this kind of launch large, uh, seeker friendly, attractional model church um, planting to uh, being more of a you know we're going to equip the saints for the work of the ministry Ephesians four kind of stuff. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I'm I mean I've been in a similar place. I know that when in, so I moved up here in 2012, and when I say up here from to Kansas from Houston, uh, Texas, and I've Scrooston, Texas. Scrooston. Mm. Yep. Yep. And yeah, so uh, that's right, Scrooston, H Town. So I did that. Moved to the ICT, and uh, so moved out here to be a youth pastor. Did that for three and a half years in a church that would I would categorize it as I mean super attractional, um, really trying to do things in a in a seeker kind of friendly environment, and uh, stepped outside of that. Um, and let's see. Attended a mega church in the area, all while deconstructing my faith and. Uh, so he Help. went there. He used the word, yeah, deconstruction, deconstruction. His and faith. that's a that's a pretty big word. Um, and, and I would say I was I was waiting very, very west coast waiting in the waters <laughs> of of that deconstruction. Um, ended up helping plant another church in Derby. Uh, currently doing that right now. We've even shifted kind of. I guess you would use the word models where we were doing, trying to do the main church plant, coffee, donuts, banners, meeting in high school or rented space and doing that whole thing. And the whole launch large strategy moving right. into realizing doing, like doing all the things, doing all the things. Yep. And us realizing like, man, this isn't what God has for us. We just did what we knew and stepping uh, into homes and trying to live in, in missional communities and, uh, and, and just trying to love one another. And even there's so many changes going on with that right now. Um, but, but I mean, that's, that's where I've been at all the while being super salty, uh, in the process. And, and I feel like I've brought a little bit of salt to the, to the podcast in season three. Yeah. It, Chris comes on and then like the whole thing changes. Like, gosh, darn it. Dang it. Now we're back into, <laughs> Oh, you're a catalyst, Christopher. You're a podcaster catalyst. I'm a visioneer. Oh my gosh. Um, yep. and so, you know, jumping into this, I, one of the big things that I really wanted to do was be salty because I think there's value in the salt. I think there's value in that because for so long in the church, we've been told like, fall in line, little sheep, just follow the pastor, do what the pastor says. And, and I'm here and I truly believe that (laughs) this is going to sound so bad, but man, not all pastors have the, the, not all pastors who are shepherding actually even want to shepherd. And, and sometimes they're just doing what they want to do and they're trying to build their own kingdom. And so I really have a heart for just 
saying things that people are thinking that they may not be saying because they're afraid to say them or or man they may even feel like you know what I don't I don't even know if this is right I don't know if God's going to be mad at me if I say these things and and I'm here to tell you that that it's okay to question things it's and and I think that it's good and I think that it's healthy um to actually push back against the system I sound like sound like an anarchist or someone who's trying to like start a riot the, the institution of church man <laughs> yeah but it but right. it, it gets me so fired up. And so I think a big part of why I want to bring the salt is so that number one, other people can realize like, man, I'm right there with you. I I feel that exact same way. And I didn't know that other people felt this way because that's something that we get in emails all the time. Hey man, thank you guys for talking about that thing that you talked about for so long. I've been feeling that way and I didn't know that anyone else felt that way. I can, I mean, we've gotten a a couple like that and I think that it's super valuable to, to talk about those things. Yeah, for sure. Your yeah. 15 seconds are up. Yeah, I know. Casey? <laughs> um, where to begin? The 15-second version. Where to begin? <laughs> yeah. No, I um, lived in Wichita all my life. Met Jason when he moved up here. but Yeah, so we're podcasting from Kansas. Yeah, Wichita, Dub. Yeah. And, um, man, just had a real... I think one of the reasons that, you know, I'm salty, so to speak, or you know, just discontent with a lot of things is, and especially with, with this version of church, this expression of church and in, uh, in our Western, Western culture is that there's no power in it. You know what I mean? And that, you know, Dang. I don't, uh, I don't see it, you know, I don't, and I'm just being honest because I, I know that, I mean, you do see it here and there, but by and large, man, when you're talking about God almighty, you know, like what's going on, man, obviously something's amiss. And uh, I know personally for me in my life, man, I have struggled for so long, continue to struggle with uh, drugs and alcohol and well, I mean, not, not drugs so much, but you know, just it's, it's always in the forefront, you know what I mean? And I'm always battling that every single second of every day. And, uh, and just, I've lived a long life of, I don't know, it seems like, it seems like a tragedy, but it's not, you know what I mean? Um, it's produced in me, uh, a grit that right. is... And a, and a trust in God because I've seen Him do crazy things in my life, like amazing. Yeah, personally in your life, in my personal, right. in my personal life, I've seen the hand of God move in such ways that I mean, you would not even believe. And just as a whole, man, I just, I just want to be free, man. I want people to be free. I want people to be free of religious systems, you know, and and works and do this, don't do that, taste, don't taste, don't touch, you know, do this or else, that mentality, the judgment mentality. And yeah, I was that, that, that way legalism. for a long time. Yeah, and I was legalistic, you know, maybe not maybe not legalistic, but maybe I was... Maybe religious. I, yeah, I was, ju- I was judgmental because yeah. I was very harsh, because I was very harsh on myself, so therefore, you know, I'm harsh right. on other people. And yeah, uh, I, I chilled out a little bit on that, but... Um, yeah, I just want people to be free of that, you know, because it doesn't it doesn't help anything. And, you know, that's what he came here to free us from is that. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, a lot of people live free, man. I think we hide. I think there's a lot of people that are hiding, you know, things because they like you said, they have to we have to live up to a certain standard because it's been presented to us that way. Right. Right. You know, and um, I do yeah. know things are changing you know, for, cause we, we know a lot of people and, and people are waking up, man. They're like, dude, this sucks, man. That's what <laughs> Christian, I, yeah. Christianity. I mean, it's, it sucks in a sense that it sucks in a sense that you're going to have to pick up your cross, you know, daily yeah. and you're going to have to die to yourself. That sucks. Right. But I mean, it shouldn't suck in the sense that, you know, these things that we should be experiencing, we're not experiencing. And you, you know, what's interesting about what you just said, and I just want to echo what Just you had to say, I'm going to echo the echo of your echo, but you know, that was kind of what, what my next question was going to be for us. Like our intention for the podcast is not just to, um, present the saltiness, but it all boils down to freedom. And you said exactly what I was thinking and what I said before we, before we started was I want freedom for people, people who've been, um, somehow held down by a religious system or, abused or have been put under pressure, um, to be or create or produce, right? Like I existed in a paradigm, um, and you know, I can blame the paradigm, but somehow I put myself under this pressure to perform and, and, you know, be a certain guy and have a certain amount of people in our, in our church and do all these things. And, uh, 
and I was living under law because nothing was ever going to be good enough, right? Like there was never going to be enough people through the doors. I was never going to preach, um, the, you know, a more powerful sermon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but, but let man, let's just be honest too. Like it, you had to learn law from somewhere. And, it, and in so many cases in the church, especially for pastors and people who are in ministry, full-time, part-time, whatever, bivocational ministry, the standards, standards are being set by pastors and people in leadership. Right. And if they're saying produce this fruit, you got to produce that fruit. So yes, there there is some of that, that, you know, some of that stuff that happened in your mind, but... I also think that there's an issue with leadership in churches, mm-hmm. a, a big one to where they're saying dance monkey dance or, or do this or do that. And, and the standards are being set by men, by man, right. and instead, instead, of of, instead of looking at, at what God is doing. I mean, we've heard stories of, you know, people who, you know, hey, man, you got to have X amount of people in your church. And if you don't have that many people, then something's wrong. And you spend so much time focusing on gathering X amount of people that you neglect the people that are there. And I know that I've done that oh, yeah. in youth ministry. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Let me tell you just a real quick story. Um, so there were, you know, again, you, you said it like you have to law, learn law from somewhere. And once you've once you've understood that law brings death then you really start That's to... That's all it brings. Yeah. That, and when you put that on, on other people, mm-hmm. you watch how quickly the death rises up in other people. Oh, dude, man. it's and crazy. That's not a joke, dude. Well, it's impossible. I see that in my life, too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Law, standards, any of that will breed right. death so quick it'll make your head Oh, dude, spin. that's all right. it can do. In, in Romans 7, you read and it says that, um, that aroused by the flesh, law, like, you know, sin, so, or excuse me, sin in your flesh aroused by the law. So the law only arouses sin. The law cannot arouse fruit. Yeah, it can. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, if anything, it's it, it siphons yeah. life from the fruits of the spirit it's that impossible. are in our life. And and Jesus, he, uh, one of my favorite things that he says, he's talking about the Pharisees. And this is where like my heart begins to pour out is I freaking hate religion. I hate Pharisees. I hate people who hold people to standards that they can never freaking meet. And they don't, hold themselves to those standards, knowing darn well they can't live up to them themselves. And Jesus says, you put burdens on them that are too heavy to bear, yet you don't even lift a finger to help, help them. them. Yeah. And that makes me so mad. And so, yeah, that's definitely something that I'm salty about. Wanna, but I want to see people right. free from that. I want to see them come out of that Absolutely. and really live in freedom as sons and daughters of the living God. Because at, as a child of God, there's no law. There's only love. And there's, well, it's fulfilled. Right. It's not abolished. It's fulfilled. Yeah. And it's a journey. Like how, how stupid is it of me? Like if you judged your child on his ability to be a mature adult at two years old, he's going to fail every time. And this is exactly what organized religion has done in a sense, have put these blanket expectations on people who call themselves believers. Yet what if they're not at that point in their walk? And so we're, we're trying to we're trying to like lead flocks as though each sheep is exactly the same, the same age, has known Christ the same time, right? Has all the same amount of resources and time, and they're all in like in the same um, environment and society and in, in work and family and life, right? Like we're just yeah. looking at a big group of people and saying, no, they're all the same, right? And then giving these blanket expectations, these blanket teachings that don't fall, you know, on it, – it's not all – the soil that needs that kind of seed, right? Like, so I don't know. We, <laughs> there it is, folks. There's a little taste of the saltiness, but yeah, I just, dude, I, I hope, um, also for people that, um, that they can listen to this just like Chris said, and then realize like, yeah, I'm, I'm there. Like I, I, you know, I'm glad these guys are having this conversation because nobody around me is having this conversation or too afraid to bring things up or right, maybe right. you've been shot down or, you know, one of the things that I hear often is that people will present issues or problems or concerns to people in ministry or leadership or deacons, elders, or pastors or right, whatever, right. and then feel like they're not being heard, you know? Yeah. And that that kind of thing drives me crazy, too. It's just like, well, we can have a long conversation about humility, but... Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I think people have, we've constructed um, a mask, um based off of, you know, the things that we've learned in, in the religious institution as well. And it promotes uh, a falseness, 
you know, and it promotes it promotes a false security, you know. Right. And uh, when life really, when life hits and hits hard, uh, all those things burn up, you know what I mean? But the work of the Lord is what remains. And, man, I think a lot of people come into a place where, um, like I said, life hits and their world is just crumbling, you know what I mean? And so right. and then you start questioning God and, you know, they, but I mean... And then what happens when you start questioning is you get told by somebody like, hey, 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 you, you can't do that, or or your faith gets called into question. Like, for some reason, people think that... Or your salvation. Or your salvation, yeah. or your integrity, your character, all of that stuff. And and the church has created a culture like that. That's the monster that exists amongst our community. I mean, and I'm talking nationwide, like you can't question, oh, ye of little faith. I mean, weaponizing yeah. scripture and things like that. Yeah. Because people want to do that and they want to question. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I've seen enough of it and I've exist, existed under it for long enough. And, you know, it gets to the point to where you, you, and this is what Casey and I talked about kind of originally in our first preface, is that we read scripture and we see Jesus and we see the believers and the gathering and that expression of faith. And I get that it's 20 something hundred years ago, but you know, we look at that and then we look at our lives and then there's just a major discrepancy. It's like, why the large gap? And then you think about all the things we've made it that it's not. And so of course, if you make it something it's not, or you don't see it's original, it's, it's like the purpose of, of a hammer, right? Like you see a hammer and it's just like, we need to hit nails with that, or we need to pull nails with that, or we need to bang something in or whatever it is. Well, if you take that hammer and then you like try and make it into a lamp, yeah, it'll be a cool lamp, but you've got it, <laughs> all, you've you've missed the original intention and the original purpose of that tool. And so yeah. we've made church into this thing that I don't think it was ever intended to become. No. And it can be good, but it's not great, nor is it God's intention. It's not the it's not the intention or the fullness of the expression of what the creator had in mind when he created it, right? It's right. like, hey, like I, I put a lot of time and work <laughs> and sacrifice myself to create this hammer that's going to serve this purpose. You turn it into a lamp, that's cool, but you're totally missing the point. And, I feel and like it's also not effective. I mean, it's not it's, an effective way to get from point A to point B. Right. And and so I think a, a big part of it, and this is probably the thing that I'm the most salty about that, I mean, if you want to get me riled up on anything, it's talking, honestly, it's me jumping on Facebook on a Sunday Seriously, oh and looking, hey everybody, my name is Chris Cerna, and I'm the pastor at XYZ Church. I just want to invite you to come out, and uh, we're going to have donuts and baptism this week. And it's my gonna super be, hot wife is going to be It's going to be a fantastic day. My smoking hot wife Make is sure going to be there. We are starting a brand new series and today. I got my sweet kicks. We're going to be giving away a pair of Nikes. And Make it drives... <laughs> Me crazy. Make and sure I you can't, check it. Make sure you check it on and, Facebook. And guess what? Check in with God. You and know guess what? what? I mean? like, Every Sunday is awesome. Every series is awesome. But you're right, Casey. There's no power in it because I, I mean, and this is the point in my faith. I'm at a point in my faith where I'm drawing a line in the sand, and I'm saying, like, vocally, and I'm starting to get vocal about this. I do not agree with that paradigm. And that expression of church. And when I say that, I'm talking about the highly attractional, highly, you know, this type of thing where it's like, man, let's just gather these crowds. Let's just bring everybody in this room. God's going to do something great. And let let me push back just a little bit on that. And I, because I agree with you. Um, You can't push back. Yes, I can. Okay. And we talked, we talked a little bit about (laughs) this before about how we have to recognize that the body of Christ serves different functions. But what happens is individual churches try and be the entire body of Christ within their, within their communities, forgetting that there are millions, hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of other believers, um, in their, in their nation, their city maybe, but then all across the world. So an attractional, you know, uh, get here, we're cool, we're relevant, we've got donuts. There might be- The pastor wears skinny jeans. Right. They might Mm. attract somebody- into the doors and they may hear the message of Jesus and they may give their hearts to Christ. But let's just say that not every church that is highly attractional 
is really effective in discipling believers into that into the into new areas of faith, right? You can be highly attractional and not be highly fruitful, bro. You know, Ooh, dang. Right. So here's what I'm saying. What if we recognize them for their that purpose mm. to get people through the doors, but then connect with different parts of the body of Christ who want to focus on discipleship, who want to do the Bible study, who want to invest in people individually, who want to get behind people who have ministries birthed in their heart, but when you talk to to the pastor or the paradigm and we say, Hey, I really want to start this this ministry, can you get behind me? They're just like, Well, why don't you just go start that ministry? And they have no training, they have no resources, right? You can pay this huge light bill every single Single month for your mega church, but you can't give a hundred bucks a month to the guy who has a small group that reaches out to the homeless. You see what I'm saying? So like, let's recognize it for what it is, but for all it is, and then try and connect that to the rest of the body of Christ. Where's that? Well, it doesn't exist because everybody's living in their own in their own silos. Well, in order for that to exist, two people, I mean, and people, pastors, leaders, whoever you want to say, they have to be woke to that. They have to be awoken to that. Get and, woke, and, fam. And, and the get thing, woke, fam. Get woke. Stay and the woke. thing is, is that yeah, just because you're, you're attractional doesn't mean you're fruitful. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so and and this may seem a little uh, outdated whenever people listen to this, but but I had this post that I posted on my Facebook page talking about Easter, and this was something that I don't did. Don't you know I've had diarrhea since Easter's? <laughs> diarrhea since Easter's. <laughs> and, and and my big beef with You're with welcome. just this, ugh, my argument was. And you can go, you can go add me on Facebook, Chris Cerna, and you can go Don't read it. it. You can go read it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically, the whole premise of my post was was that we can absolutely use all of these attractional means to attract people in to Easter for the sake of the good of the gospel. But I really do believe that overall, it's it's being a distraction from the most important thing, and that's Jesus. So there was this huge long thread. And I was welcoming and inviting dialogue from pastors, uh, and 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 there was only one guy that pushed back a little bit. I'm super thankful that he did. I wish the conversation would have gone a little further, but for for the most part, everyone who commented was in agreement. And I really wish people would have commented. One of the more to kind of push back on me a little bit more and make a case for why they are doing those things, and and you know the egg hunts, the helicopter, all of these things that are ultimately distracting people. And and I mean, we heard a story here in Wichita where there was a church that instead of, you know, they gave, what was it, $2.2 million? To pay down medical To bills. pay down medical debt, and they took some of what they would have spent um, on promotion for Easter service. And they gave that away. So that's awesome, man. That's an example of of a megachurch doing something great and amazing. That's probably more likely to get somebody through the door that's actually going to stick than um, using you know, some sort of method to get him through the door. And then it's just kind of like, whatever. So, so I agree 100%. There was a guy, Paul, love Paul. He commented on the post and this is the thing that stood out to me the most. He said, what you win people with is what you win them to. And so when you look at that, if you win people with highly attractional, these gimmicks and these, these events, that's what you're going to win them to. You're not going to win them to Jesus. You're going to win them to complacency, being uh, consumers in a church, never right. identifying their, the, what God has gifted them in. And they're going to sit there and they're going to consume and they're going to think they're doing things in the name of Jesus. And that's not what we're called to do. Yeah, not only that, because um, that plays into a little bit, because my heart and worship sometimes too. And, uh, you know, when we when we make it all emotional, you know, and we play to emotions or we appeal to that side of us, we kind of set the stage for, you know, everything in my, in my Christian walk is, is emotional. You know what I mean? Or, you know, and so, and the emotion is not the spirit of God, you know what I mean? And, uh, I think when we set people up, we set like that, we set them up for failure as well, man. Like how I feel, you know, dictates, my con, you know, big time, big time, big how, time. how I feel about it. You know what I mean? And I yeah. just think there's so much more to God than, than how we feel about it, you know? And, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, it creates, it doesn't create grit, man. It doesn't take what right, it doesn't right. produce what it takes to, well, yeah. it doesn't produce right. what it takes to weather through, you know, yep. these, these horrible <clears throat> things in life that comes through, man, you well, know, and, well, and dealing with people, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and trying to love like Jesus love, but you're not going to, you're going to withhold your love from somebody that you're called to love people because you're worried about love being an emotion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And love is not an emotion. It's a choice. Right. You know? And so, right, right, right. and so when we tell people that man, or, or, or just not even, we don't even say it, but like, but just, we just produce that in people, man, I think. And well what well what you said is is dead on because if we evoke a feeling 
in a service and we, we use all of our resources. We use lights, we use smoke, we use music, we use synth. We, we talk like this. I do love some synth. You know, right? Dude, like, I love me some synth. <clears throat> I do too. Right. I do. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We, we, we help people feel a certain way in a service and then we say, God is here. Everybody, God is here. Let's just stay in this moment. And it's like in the smoke, and, you know, you know it's swaying back and forth, and God is here. And so, like for people who are new believers or whatever it is, or even believers, like we, you know, <laughs> Chris is laughing at it. I think it's we, funny. You know that we're saying God is here. God is here. This is what God feels like. So whatever you're feeling right there That's is God. what God feels like. And if someone's not feeling it, they're just like, well, what the crap? Why am I missing this? Is there something wrong with me? I, right, I have a story to tell, right, but. Right. Um, um, so you equate that feeling with God being with you and then you go home and then like you're alone and you don't feel anything. You're like, God, where are you? I felt you so much today and I just don't feel you now. And it just makes me wonder, are, are you, you even, are you even here? Are you with me? Well, scripture says that lo, I'll be with you even until the end of the ages. Uh, so how about that? Right? Like, and so yeah, how about we, them apples? How about them apples? So I have a story. I went to, um, I went to a camp, a youth camp when I was probably 16 or 17 and, uh, we get there and it's like really cool. We play all the games, we do all the fun things. And then, uh, there's a night of worship and during that night of worship, everybody, you know, like hands in the air, eyes closed, we're all weeping and crying and we're before the Lord and it's good. We're singing, our God is an awesome God, he reigns. Just the voices. From <laughs> heaven above. All right. Just the drums. God is an <laughs> and so, you know, it's like all great. And so then the pastor gets up there, the youth pastor. Yeah, fist pump, everybody. The holy hands to the Lord. And so um, he comes around and he starts anointing people with oil in their foreheads. And I remember him saying, like, when I touch you, it's not my hand touching you, but God's hand touching you, right? Like, and and so mm. it's the touch of the Lord, right? So then no. he, like, comes by and he's tapping people on their foreheads. Well, everybody's falling out. All over the floor, right? Stop it! And so, <laughs> I can't concentrate <laughs> okay, when you're, good, good. When you're Dude, flicking I, I, your own wrist. So here's what happened. Nauseous, I know. So yeah. listen, here's what happened though. Like, he comes around, he touches me on my forehead, and I'm just like, okay. And then he goes to the next person, next person. So I just keep standing there, and I'm just like, okay, Lord, you know, doing whatever I'm doing. Well, I open my eyes and look around, like me and two other people in the entire room are standing up and hundreds of other youth are on the floor rolling around, holy laughter, like in the spirit. So three people in that room. So you guys did not drink the punch that night, right? Yeah, we didn't drink the punch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were the, uh, I'll have the vegetarian meal, please. Yeah. So (laughs) we're like those guys. Um, And so. Uh, No, I'm a vegan. So how do you think that makes me feel though? Something's wrong with you probably. There's something wrong with me, right? Like. Well, why didn't I experience the spirit? God, what's wrong with me? Oh, I'm such a sinner. Oh, is there sin in my life? Oh, I'm not believing hard enough. Or oh, I don't have enough faith. Or what's wrong with me? Why me? Right? Like, and just not. Dude, yeah. It, it it did. I mean, it does something to you. And that pissed me off too when I was in when I was in. <laughs> bro, I was in Teen Challenge, man, and that's a highly Pentecostal thing, bro. He's bringing and, the pink know, and I, salt. You know, I grew up in a Nazarene church, you know, and and uh, had really no experience with that stuff, dude. But I know, you know. You just knew, man, that right. seeing all these people like fall on the ground and all, I'm like, oh, get off the floor, dude. Like, get off stop. the floor, you yucko. You know what I mean? Like, now, stop here's that. The thing. And I, I, like, I, even, I even like, man, and I know, you know, baptism of the Holy Spirit, did what, like whatever you want to call it. I know that, you know, people have an experiential thing with God, you right. know what I mean? And I'm not downplaying that, but I'm you can say you it's know when it, you know when it, you know when it's real. I'm not saying sure. it is okay, all. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. saying you know when it's fake, dude. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, get off the floor, dude, okay? And uh, like to the point where, you know, and, and I was I was about it, man. I was like, dude, if God has something get- for me, then I want to get it. You know, and they've invited you up there. Right. They invited you up there. If you want hey, the baptism of the Holy right, Spirit right. with the evidence of speaking in tongues, yeah, come up right. here right now. We'll pray and it'll happen. So I went up there and so it happened to a couple of these dudes and I'm like, whatever. And then they come up to to me, or they pass out or faint on the floor, and they come up to me, and they like I felt them. I felt them press on me. You know, oh, what I mean? bro, why are you pushing me? And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm standing there, and yeah. they keep praying and praying and praying over me, and praying and praying just until to I got the spirit, bro. Yeah, until until I got I got I was fed up, and I was like, dude, whatever, and I walked off. You know what I mean? Oh, so, snap. Yeah, dude, like don't and, don't be don't be like don't bring that yeah. fake stuff to me. Hey, man. hey, like, brother, uh, get off the floor and go love your neighbor. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. 
Yeah, pick up your mat. And you know, you know what's really funny though is that I guarantee you that I mean, you know, we're on Facebook Live. I've seen a bunch of pastors that I know popping in and out, and and I think it's so easy. Like, it's really unfortunate because Jason and I had this conversation. I'm like, man, I want to say these things. I want to bring the salt. I want to speak how people are feeling. And unfortunately, the audience that needs to hear it the most is the audience that's the most likely to tune it out and to write write us off and do this. And they'll go this. Those guys just don't understand. Those guys just don't understand. We're doing this for the gospel. We're doing good things. We're out here trying. We're out here trying to do things. And it's like, guys, like it's the, it's their it's their heart. You know, they have an issue with and, their heart, and it, and it drives me crazy because how close minded and deceived do you have to be? You know, if somebody tells you, dude, you got a control issue, well, dude, you got a control right. issue, and 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 then you hear that from twenty people, and you're like, dude, everyone's wrong. Like, you may want to stop. And so. That's why I, they killed the prophets, bro. I wish, I wish that we would wake up and realize, like, guys, this this current expression of church. It, it, you know, Jason, you talked about you pushed back a little bit. You said if we could recognize this, if we could do this, if we could work together, if yeah, if we could work together, that would be great. But I just don't see that, and I, the right. likelihood of that happening. The likelihood is poor. The, because yeah, here's what here's low. what has to happen: is you have to have this one person, man or woman, step off the platform that they've built and give that up. And there's only been a handful of pastors that I've seen that have said, you know what, this isn't about me. I'll do, and I'm sure that they exist, but in my life, I, that's been so rare that I've encountered that to where I've said, you know what, this isn't about my platform. This isn't about me building my dream and my kingdom vision. Let me help you identify what God's created you to do, and I want to help you do that. Yeah. And I'm going to do what God's created me to do. And so it's so frustrating because it's not about assembling and massing the biggest crowd, although that does feel good. That show, yeah. but what we categorize that and say, oh, that's fruit. That God's doing something. God's moving. Dude, you can give away free hot dogs downtown and, and get a, and get and get a get crowd. A crowd. That doesn't mean a, God is there. We could throw a kegger, get a whole bunch of people up oh, there. I'll be there. Hey, right. Hey, <laughs> bring if, on the IPAs. If, oh, if we, if we were a church that threw a kegger. We'd get a ton of crap, but how many lost people would get here? I don't know. You we can... do it in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. That's you, right. That's all you got to do. You're drinking to the Lord. The Son of Man came drinking and eating. Boom, there it is. Boom. Boom roasted. So oh I know gosh. I know people hear this. Just kid, we're just kidding, by the way. We're not I mean, if anything, suggesting throwing an intergalactic keg or Well, there was actually a church in town that, that did a keg toss, so they actually threw kegs. Um, they threw a kegger. <laughs> they they were, them. They, they did a keg, keg toss for like Dad Fest on Father's Day. Oh, didn't they get and, in trouble uh, with the association that they were part of? Yes, they did. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, they were the black sheep. Didn't they know they were doing it for Jesus, though? <laughs> oh, man. The, I, maybe they told him they were the Lord's kegs, but I don't know. <laughs> did you tell him they were the Lord's kegs? Oh, man. Hey, that's my second nacho... Li- you're doing Libre. good, man. Yeah. Good. We need like a little Nacho Libre quote counter. Need, like, yeah, a little ding, quote ding. counter. Bing, bing. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, and I, you know, I hope people were, I guess more than anything else, if one of the big things that's changing with the direction that we're going is that, you know, we still want to glean wisdom from people. We still want to do that. But if anything, if we're salty, we're going to feel it. You know, we're going to say it. And I think that there's value in that because I know that for a season, we were kind of all trying to keep that like on the down low and not do that too much. And, but it's all yeah. happening off air. Yeah. And I, well, I was being hateful, you know what I mean? But I, you know, and that was just, that was in my heart, man. You know, that hate, uh, although, you know, and Jason had said this to me a couple of times, like the things that I was talking about were real issues, but the way that I addressed them, you mm. know what I mean? And I've chilled out a lot since then, bro. Yeah. Anyway. I think a, I think a way that we can have this conversation differently than a couple other podcasts is that we can actually try to bring solutions. We can actually try to bring feedback instead of just yeah. kicking a dead horse and saying you stupid horse, you're dead. Like we we can try to like we can try to bring forth some insight. And honestly, I mean, if there are church leaders that want to engage, that's great. But for the most part, it's probably going to be people that aren't in leadership at all that are going. What What do I do? Like I love my pastor. Excuse me. I love the people that I'm around, but I'm struggling in this system. What do I do? And yeah. and I think that that's and, some a direction that we can probably start heading. Right. And I and I think I just want to address maybe one more listener, like or one more kind of listener, because Casey, you you brought it up. You said I've been in it, but the, I haven't experienced any power. And you just kind of talked about some of the some of the the struggle that it still exists inside of your own your yeah. own life, right? And look, I've seen. 
alcoholics and drug addicts and porn addicts and adulterers and abusers um, go to churches and give their life to Christ and really see something turn around for themselves. Um, And, but I've also seen the same happen for others and they go to church. It does nothing for them. Um, And, you know, it makes me question who are we, who are we introducing people to? Because look, when people meet Jesus, they come away different, right? Um, They should. They should. When the power of God manifests, I should. Um, in a real way yeah. in people's <laughs> lives, right? So, it, yeah, it, and you know, it's interesting because, you know, Casey, I think you're, it, as much as you struggle, you're having to learn more about who God isn't as much as you're having to learn who he is. Right. Right. And so you're, you're in process and that's, that's the biggest thing is that you're in process and church has helped you to get there, yeah. but you've looked at that and you've looked at your life and you said something's off. And, and I agree, like more programming isn't going to bring, you know, more freedom. It's like, it's, who are we introducing people to? Are we introducing them to? It makes more people dependent on the matrix, bro. Right. Are we introducing them to Christian activities or are we introducing them to the Christ? Yeah. Right. If, if I say, Hey, I want to introduce you to Jesus and I just tell you about him. It doesn't mean I've introduced you to him. Like seriously, I can talk about Christopher all day long. I can say, oh, Chris, 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 Chris. What happens when you meet somebody that your spouse or your friend knows that you've never met, but they've talked to you about them and you've talked to them about, about them. So about you. So here's what I'm saying. Like, let's say I have a friend named John and I tell John, oh yeah, my nephew, Chris, my nephew, Chris. Oh, my nephew, Chris. Oh yeah, my nephew, Chris. And then John meets Christopher. John will say, oh, I've heard a lot about you. Right. It's so nice to meet you. And I think a lot of people have heard about Jesus and never met him. Yeah. Or I think maybe even they've met Jesus, but they don't know him because I can meet you and not know you. Right, yeah. right. So where are we at in this process? And so we might have a lot of paradigm talking about Christ, but people are rarely meeting him yeah. because it, it doesn't uh, turn into this thing that's an intimate individual relationship. They depend on a pastor to study the Bible and you tell me what it has to say. You teach me the doctrines. You teach me your theology. You teach me your philosophy of ministry. And hey, guess what? Everybody gets to come and sit silent for 30 minutes to an hour while the pastor says what he has to say. They don't get give any feedback. There's no open dialogue. There's no conversation. And then see you next week and bring a friend. So more people can come and listen to me talk and then never have an open dialogue or conversation Mm, about it. And so essentially we've rendered people passive. So we've taken the body of Christ and we've put it in a sling, right? Like you don't get to move. You don't get to, you don't get to speak. You get your, get your pin cow, get your cow pin. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Stay in there. Into the pin. Sheep cow. Yeah. You so, bring that cute cow girlfriend of yours back next so week. So I just believe here's here's what I think, man. I just believe and here's the thing, like um here's the deal because I'm the dealer of the here's the deals, right? <laughs> so people can people can go and sit and listen and gain and I'm not saying that's all bad and I'm not saying it's fruitless or pointless. Um but what I am saying is that I desire for people to experience more of a fullness of an expression of the body of Christ and also a fullness of individual relationship with Jesus and a fullness of communal relationship with Christ because the church is valuable and it's the body, it's the people. Um, But I just, I think there's more. And this is what I've said in the past. It's not that this expression is totally wrong. It's just not the fullness. And so there are bits and pieces of it, right. That, that are hitting, it's like, it's like shooting a shotgun, right. Certain BBs are going to land in certain places. Some will hit the target and some will fly off into oblivion. And so I think certain paradigms are hitting certain parts of the target, but they're also missing a lot of the target. Yeah. Yeah. And so I want people to be able to know and experience um, Jesus um, personally and to be able to think outside of the box, to be able to call things into question, not to be a rebel. See, that's the thing. Our heart isn't rebellion. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. not the way that I am because I just decided one day sitting in my house, you know what? I'm going to rebel against the system, right? Rage against the machine. Mm. Speak for yourself. Well, dude. <laughs> see, I, I'm I'll not, join your crusade. Yeah, right. I, I'm not just getting pissed off for the sake of getting pissed off. Look, I'm discontent. I've been in it. I've been here for a long time. I'm disgruntled. It's there's I'm more disappointed. I'm yeah. Disgruntled. I'm, I'm another, all these I'm things. another disword. I don't even know. That's right. Dis and that and all, <laughs> dis and all dem udders, right? And so, 
Um, I just, man, I want people to be able to think for themselves. I want people to be able to call things into question, have contemplative, open and fruitful and healthy dialogue around these things because it happens all too often that when people have a problem with things, like, honestly, we've, we've done this. I've heard pastors say this, oh, well, they're just not on board with the vision and you write people off based on your vision, right? Oh, you're, you're just saying, screw you, get out of here because they're not on board with your vision. Like I, that kind of stuff drives me nuts too. Let's just write people off because they don't fit my paradigm. And they call them hijackers. Like you're trying to hijack the vision. It's like, bro, no one's trying to hijack your thing. Like people are just, they just have questions. Like no no one, no one's coming in here trying to take what you have. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's like, oh, well they're trying to like shift the direction of the church. Well, the church are the people. And if God's leading that person to go that direction, that's the body of Christ. Why don't you get behind it? Instead of trying to like pull the reins in and make it be and look like everything you want it to be and look like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Man. I'm salty about a little bit of this stuff, yeah, man. I've tried, uh, I, I was, uh, man, I don't know, just there, I tried to build my own thing. Like I had this idea that we were going to be like this cool hip church and we were going to be like deep in Bible study and deep in worship, but like friendly and open. And like, yeah, just, you know, I had this idea in my head of who we were going to be and what it was going to turn into. And the Lord has really shifted our trajectory over and over and over again. I have a story I wanted to tell you guys earlier. I remember um, doing sermon prep one day and I got all the the scripture down. I got the outline together and I was thinking, man, this sermon's going to be awesome. And I remember praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, I wish more people were going to be there to hear this sermon. Oh God, can you just, can you just send the crowds? Like I just, more people got it. And I was upset about the amount of people that were there that were going to hear this message that I would thought was so great. If it was so great, I would have been happy with anybody hearing it, but because it wasn't a certain number, well, then I was just like, I wish more people would hear it. And then the Lord spoke very clearly to me and he said, Jesus didn't find it pointless to teach kingdom principles to 12 people. Why do you think it's pointless to teach it to 20 or to 25 or to 40? You know what I'm saying? Or to nine. Or seven, or whatever it is. Or and, one. Or one. And I was just like, dang. And so then I began to be grateful and say, God, thank you that I get to teach these kingdom principles to however many people are there, right? And it just it, it's so easy to turn into this numbers game and, and so much discontentment and well, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. And there, you know, there are people who just are living under that paradigm of never doing enough. Uh, Casey, I <clears throat> I didn't get to what I was wanting to get to. Um we we've here's what I say before I've listened to the sermons. I've given the tithes. I signed the membership papers. I went to the groups. I led the groups, right? I went on the mission trips. I wore the t-shirt. I went to the parades. I handed out the bottle of water. I handed out the inviter cards. I've done all of this stuff, right? I've done it all. Check the list and then get to the bottom. And it's just like, well, what, what's next, right? I've done all the things and I still, and like crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. All those things were good and they served a purpose, but there are people who've done all the things they've checked all the lists, they've given all the monies and still they're just like, there's gotta be more to this. And I think that's who we are. And that's the statement that you'll hear from people time and time again. You know, you got somebody that is, that is done with the current paradigm and the current expression of church. When they say something like, there's gotta be more than this. And they tell a similar story like you just did. Like, man, I've did all the things I've, you know, all of that stuff. I've did all the things, every, every step that church leadership (laughs) put in front of me, I took and I did it with a smile. I served, I held the door up, all of that. They told me to use my spiritual gifts. That they didn't have what I'm good at, so I just held the door. I mean, that, that's I can't door. sing. I can't hold a baby. Held the door open, not on top of my. I wish hand. a deacon would. I wish a deacon would. <laughs> we still gotta make that T-shirt. <laughs> Who said that? Was that you? It guys? was me. Yeah. I said it. The deacon. Came we were talking and told about deacon during the service. I wish a deacon would. And then I said, "Man, I wish a deacon would roll up on me. <laughs> I wish a deacon would, young man. I'll show him my knees. Take you won't like that. Hat. Take they off don't, me hat. You know, deacons are afraid Take of knees. You can't wear shorts, man." They don't like that stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. If you're gonna go in public, put your knees you away. You better cover up your knees. <laughs> cover up those knees, bro. Yeah. And, and anyway, so I mean I, I agree, man. I agree with everything you said. You know, I think you, you have what you're hoping a lot more put together. And I desire a lot of the same things, but I also know that I've never been I've never been less sure about 
things in my past, or I've never been sure about less things in my faith than I am now. The thing that I am sure about is Jesus and being the son of God and being my savior and, and that I'm supposed to love other people and love God. And that's it. I mean, I'm even talking like, you know, it's easy to probably write me off and put me in a box and say, well, Chris, you're against the mega church. So you must be for the house church. And let me tell you, there's flawed systems in that too. I don't, I don't know what expression of church is the best fit. For, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying something different, but, but even then, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the important thing, and I, I talk about this, you're in process, like, yeah, that, and you, that's a good thing to say. Probably being in process, you you are the Lord's, and 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 it's better to say you're a child of God because think about the lifetime of a child, and there's a point to where you know they're carried, they're, they're conceived, they're carried, they're birthed, they're nurtured, they're um, disciplined, they're taught, um, they're cared for. Um, and then there's a point to where they go off on their own and they take everything that they've learned and, and, um, you know, they, they do it on their own and they become their own purses and and they're sent out. Um, but yeah, we're, we're all in that process right now of being children of God and he's going to move us and take us where we need to be and, and send us where we need to go. But the thing is like, we, we can't be so close minded to where we are now to think that that's the only thing. What if, you know, I get, I don't know when you're like in second or third grade and you're just thinking like, this is all there is to life. It's just like, well, no, you're going to go to fourth grade. Then you're going to go to fifth grade. I want to go to high school too, Billy. (laughs) Don't you say that. (laughs) Stay here as long (laughs) as you can. (laughs) Billy Madison. Oh gosh, Billy Madison. So, (laughs) um, so I'm just saying like, you know, we, what I want to say is that you can't be afraid to shift and move. And I think a lot of people are afraid to shift and move. You have permission Yep, you, right. you know that, like you have permission to shift and move mm-hmm. and, and to even accept you are in process. I am in process. And I think that that's been a big game changer for me to realize, like, I, I mean, I may be in a position of church leadership, but I can be vulnerable. I can be honest with where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put on any yoke that anyone else is placing in, placing on me. I can just, I can be where I'm at and I can still lead and I can still love people. Mm-hmm. And and that's okay. And you know what? It might be that somebody who I love and respect comes along and says, "You know, Jason, 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 uh, you were you're really harsh in that season." And I might look back and say, "You know, maybe I was harsh, right?" But I mean, we don't we don't see pride until the Lord reveals pride in us, right? We don't we don't see that we don't understand deception until we see that we've been deceived. And so I'm just saying that, like. You can disagree with me now, and that's fine, and maybe the Lord needs to shift my heart. You may even disagree with yourself later. Right. I might disagree with myself later. Dude, I I go back and I listen to some of the stuff that I preached years ago, and I'm like, what are you saying? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I do oh, the God. same thing. I've looked in some of my old <clears throat> notebooks from being a youth pastor, and I'm like, why did I think everything had to rhyme? Oh, that's because literally every big mega church pastor makes everything rhyme. I remember spending way too long trying to make things rhyme. Like it's ridiculous. Jesus is anyways. dropping grace on your face in this place. Mm, what a disgrace! I hope the Lord drops grace on that face. Now you are pre-faced. <laughs> Where'd you get those? Where'd you get those? Get those? Oh my Dude, that gosh, was hilarious! hilarious. Yeah, you, go gotta, back and, you gotta doff some. See, you know, season dude. three, episode six was my favorite opener by far. <laughs> it felt so chaotic and crazy. It felt chaotic, but it was freaking hilarious. It really was. Yeah, we think we're, uh, we were. We think we were, we're so laughing. funny. Yeah. I think we're pretty funny. Corey thinks we're funny. Corey, is he there? No, but Corey he said Howard? it in last episode. What's up, Corey Howard? I yo, yo. You're, you're not on Facebook, you get a shout out, we, bro. we appreciate Corey get, Howard. Hey, why don't you doff some cheeks on Corey? Just wear him proud, bro. <laughs> Pull him out and wear him. Pull him, him out, Walk, yeah. slap him on. Walk light, don't crease him. <laughs> Iron him out if you have to. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Put the steamer on him. Yeah. Hit him with the Keep starch. Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> starch? What are you doing with that potato, bro? You said starch. It's not it. Oh snap! <laughs> Holy crap! I'm gonna snap. Yeah. I'm gonna snap that memory out of right out of you. Yeah. Okay, Thanos. <clears throat> well, sweet. How, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like we did it, or I feel do we need good. to? I think that's a good. Do we need to dive deeper? 
Nah, I mean, I think we got it. I We're think good. I think dive, dive deep. How do you guys feel about it? Let us know. Saltydogspodcast.com. Let us pray. And you can click on our Contact Us tab, and you can shoot us a message. You can actually text us. We have a Google Voice number. Yeah. Uh, or you can send us an email at saltydogspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a Patreon page. We are in the works on doing more for our Patreon page, but some people want to know how to support the podcast financially, and we... Highly appreciate our um, our financial supporters. Uh, we've yeah. been able to just upgrade and upgrade and upgrade um, here in the studio, and that's been pretty fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the more the more you guys give, the more we pour it back into what we're doing for you. All, all. those people. Can we tell a story too. about life change to help people give too, so that they know that what they're giving towards is? Yeah. What kind of story? I was just making fun of churches. That does a bad joke. <sighs> Oh, I thought you really. All right, I'm done. I'm to, done being salty. I thought you now. really I'm, wanted I'm us being, to give us. A, I'm serious. Give a I, I need to. I can't. No, but, I get in these modes, and I'm just. I get so salty. No, but seriously, we want to be as open as possible to hearing from listeners, and uh, you know, we're down. We're down to get take phone calls and and have conversations and and respond to emails and texts and do whatever we need to do to connect with people who are out there. And yeah, maybe you feel alone. Maybe you just need more. Again, more conversation. We also have a, a Facebook group. It's called the Dog House. I right? don't. I don't have a Facebook. Casey yeah, he doesn't don't. have Facebook. He anymore. joined and then he, he was, was like out in like two days. Dude, I seriously, yeah. I got on there and I was like, Nah, I ain't about this book I'm face. Done. <laughs> I'm out. Let me let I'm me out. tell you something. I'm so I'm tired. Salty I'm about. so tired of I hearing might, people. You know, I might get in trouble for this, but you know, oh, pe- do it. People, yes, give in. People will post uh, pictures of uh, quote unquote worship. Um, happening at their church. And so it's like people on a stage playing instruments. And so they take a picture of the stage and then they say, oh, worship was so great this morning. And I'm like, it was so great that you had enough time. You were so enamored with the Lord and his presence. <laughs> you took your phone out and took a picture and then posted it on Facebook. It's like, holy moly. And that, right. And the angels were saying, but holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. Well, hold on. We need, let's hold on. Put the holy, hold on, bro. I got to check in. Holy, holy, hold on while I grab my, yo, we're out here here in heaven right now. Just (laughs) worshiping the Lord, getting holy, holy, holy. Check me out. (laughs) I got my Red Bull. Uh, Yeah. You know, I got wings. Check it out. (laughs) Sugar free Red Bull. Trying to watch some cars. I'm just busy flying over God right now. Just wanted to, (laughs) wanted to seriously just get on Facebook and, (laughs) you know, just shout out to God, man. Just anyway. (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah oh it's, my gosh it's, yeah yeah i just wanted to yeah <laughs> it's like yeah my, <laughs> i can't even do it yeah my where'd home, you get my, those my, my homeboy elder just totally casted his crown before the lord and just hashtag blessing the feet you know, just right in the middle of worship bro just <laughs> Oh gosh! Hold on, let me document let me, this. Can yeah. I get some bokeh in that photo? He's worthy of all glory and honor and praise on, on, oh, on my Facebook. Gosh. So yeah, I just yeah, I mean it's cool to like post and do all that. Maybe you. I will maybe, tell you this. Maybe hashtag love your church and all that. Oh, uh, stop praying on Facebook, please. Oh gosh, I'm sick of hearing that. Dear Lord, just God reads those. Just is that how you connect to him? I mean, he, I'm sure he can oh, read okay. them. Dear Lord, don't just, you know you can Father like God, God on Facebook? Just, you can. There's a God page. Uh, yeah. Is there? Gotta be. Oh snap. God to be. You know what I think is funny? Sometimes people create like a God page and like like a God Twitter and a Satan Twitter, and they'll have them dialogue between <laughs> each other. <laughs> They're funny. Oh gosh. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we're just making fun of people now. But it really. Yeah. I I just dude like. I mean, everything. Look, Facebook isn't. We life. really do. We really do love the body. We really do love Jesus. We just, you know, we like to poke the bear. A don't put bit words in my mouth. Don't poke the bear if you don't want to get bitten. You know, run, I can run pretty fast. I agree, Casey. I, I agree. I only and, have to run faster than you. There's also well, going to happen. There's also a part of me that understands that. I mean, I have heart issues. Like, I also understand that me being salt, like. I can also justify my saltiness and just try to give into it. Like, even even as I'm sitting, like, I, I got to check my heart in all of this. Yeah, and- it, bro, because, and just to, to agree with you there, but like, man, the heart is deceitful above right. all things, man. Mm-hmm. Who can know it, you know? And, and uh, there has to be a complete renovation in our heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, you know, and everything that we do around us, like the, the actions or our idiosyncrasies or the things that we, you know, the sins that we commit in public or in hiding, it all stems from that one place, man. Right. And, you know, and so I think about that in my life too, man, like there, there has to be a complete and total transformation of our heart, you know, and that's, that's the only work 
the only only one that can do that is Jesus. You know, but yeah, I'm 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 with you, man, because I want to check my heart too, man, and and be contemplative in that, and make sure, you know, and and uh, and go inside there, you know, because because you know, if Jesus dwells in my heart, if, if God dwells in my heart, that's the place I'm going to meet him at, right? Right, right, right. And and dude, I'm I'm open to conversation. That's yeah. the thing is is I truly am open to conversation, and I think that that's something that Christians haven't done very well is been able to sit in conversation with someone that they disagree with yeah. and hear them and and push back lovingly, and then just but to have that dialogue, man, the I would lo- love the loving stiff arm. I would lo- I would love to have a mega church pastor from our city on or from any city and and talk to them and be like, hey, you know, w- we're saying all this stuff, but but how do you justify that? Do you agree? Do you not agree? Do you, I mean, because sometimes, you know, it's easy for me to, to miss sight of the good things that do go on. You know, actually, I, I know of some guys and I've had conversations with pastors of larger, larger churches and had kind of some of these conversations, but honestly, they've said that they, their hands are tied. I mean, I've, I've talked to people in leadership who are just like, I would love to see this, this and that, but my hands are tied. It's either a board or it's a deacon board or it's an elder board. I wish board. deacon would. Deacons, I wish, bro. Dang deacons. <laughs> Freaking deacons. Can we, can we interview a deacon? And call it, they call the episode that. Why are we going so ham on deacons, dude? I don't know. If you serve, serve faithfully. All yes, right. amen. It's from the root word diakonos, which yeah. means servant. And so they're the greatest in the kingdom, according yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. So let's lift them Doesn't back up. That mean we up. can't poke them around a little bit, though. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Dude, we're freaking <laughs> deacons. Oh, my freaking deacons, man. Or, dude, what about that? Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Uh, that uh, meme and they post it with different stuff but it's this guy riding a bicycle and he hits his shin and falls off and like one of them was like and he's holding his shin on the ground and he's like effing Trump or what you know what I mean like or whatever like you know like if we had Trump's to, fault yeah right so you bl- you're blaming yeah. I was like, like crying you, tears like, that I'm would be great that would be great if we had that meme and it was just like freaking deacons dude you like you burn your hand like cooking bacon and freaking deacons <laughs> That'll be oh. my cuss word from now on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh. Holy moly, me, oh, my. My eyes. Are you okay? <laughs> that was good. Driver, driver cuts you off. <laughs> freaking, freaking deacons. deacons. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, guys. I can't breathe. I can't you can't breathe. breathe. Are you good? I like it. Yeah. Take a step back so you can breathe. <laughs> back up off the mic so you can breathe. Yeah, Chocolate rain. <laughs> Oh, all right, guys. See, that makes oh, a good man. podcast. We bring good. it all back around. Uh, yeah, it makes a good joke too. Yeah, good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Well, man, we're so glad that you guys are checking in. And again, like that's the biggest thing. It's like we know we're talking to an audience that's just kind of out there. We don't know who you are, where you're from. We'd love to connect any way that we can. Just shoot us, shoot us a message and be like, "Hey, here I am. Just started listening." Um, and we're always open for uh, people saying, "Hey, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that?" Um, and I do just want to say real quick, like. Yeah, our our hope in all of this is also that we're able to, again, provide uh, not just criticize, but constructive criticism and have conversation and say, yeah, hey, how do we fix this? Because honestly, just like you said, I don't know what paradigm I fit in, but we don't know what the answer is, right? We all know we need more Jesus. And as we look to him more, um, and as we're more conformed into his image, that these things are going to sort themselves out. They right? always do. Man. They always do. And so we just want to point people to Christ in any freaking way that we can. Mega church one, pastors, whoever it is, like just go, go if, get with Jesus. If right? there is one thing in my life that I am so deeply grateful for, it is, it is the trust that he has instilled in me through everything that I've been through. You know what I mean? An unwavering trust that on the other side of this, bro, you know, on, I mean, even the good stuff, I mean, trusting in him with all your heart, man, and leaning not on your understanding, you know, and, and yeah, man, just trust in him, you know, and you'll be, you'll end up exactly where you're supposed to be. You're, you're, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? God's with you, man. He's fighting for you. He's on your side, man. He's not giving up on you. You know, mm-hmm. people may be giving up on you, man, that ain't the Lord, bro. Yeah. That ain't the Lord. Right. And so, man, yeah, just, just trust, man. That's a good word. That's a good word to end on. You know, that's a, that's a good. Casey's like, let's just shut it down. No, I'm, I'm being serious <laughs> about John, you know? John Sizemore on Facebook says, cheeks getting rosy. <laughs> I got the rosiest of them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Post a picture and prove it. Yeah, right. Show me your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your cheeks, John. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I got the giggle bug. It's like, bro, we need some SPF 40 on this thing, dude. 
I said Rosie, not burnt. Not burnt cheeks. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, this is the Salty Dogs podcast. We're here to lift you up and enlighten we're, you. And, and we're here to stay, baby. That's right. Prove it. Oh, my gosh. Show me your cheeks. <laughs> Hashtag show me your cheeks. <laughs> oh, I can't take it. This you is so good. It. You this is so good. Oh, man. I'm going hard in the banter paint, bro. Clapping We bantered way harder on the end of this episode than that's we have right. I like it. That's, yeah. that's good. It's all right. You can, there's no... No better time to banter than now. If you if you like the banter, man, let us know. Yeah, so you hear the banter. Do, do not harden your hearts in the Indeed. day of rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> there it oh, is, man. folks. Salty dogs out. Out. <laughs>